Good morning, everybody. I trust that you've been having a wonderful time in your quarantine life. Uh, hopefully, you're not going too stir crazy, and hopefully, you had a good time worshiping the Lord together with all the songs that were presented here on our website, uh, on our online experience. So, welcome, welcome, welcome to Gathering Church. We are still the church. They haven't shut church down because they haven't shut us down. So we are still worshiping, we're still ministering, we're still loving on our community to the best of our ability, and we're going to continue to do so, and uh, we're just going to enjoy the presence of God. I've been worshiping all week long here in the Dave Cave, and just just uh, lifting up the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, this morning I woke up singing, woke up this morning with my mind, stayed on Jesus, woke up this morning with my mind, stayed on the Lord. Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, if you can feel him in your house, you need to give him a hand clap of appreciation. Woo! Like, look, I'm telling you, I'm going stir crazy up in the Dave Cave. So I'm just, look, my roots are growing out. My Pentecostal roots are coming out, so we're just going to have church today. Hey, if you can feel them right where you're at, I want you to shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And thank you. Look, I got a church I got a church congregation right here on either side of me at a safe beyond six-foot range right off camera. But they, hey, we're worshiping right here. If you erected an Ebenezer stone this week, give them a glory to God. If if. If he's done something well for you, if anything, look, you're Corona free today. That's worth praising him for. Lift him up. Lift up the name of Jesus in the house. Matter of fact, if you love him, give me a woo. Look at that. Holy Ghost feel, got us feeling like Ric Flair today. Woo. All right. Some of y'all think, look, I realize, I realize some of y'all got saved and you forgot to bring your sense of humor along for the trip. You've been baptized in pickle juice and all that stuff. No, hey, we should be the happiest bunch of people on the planet, even if we are in quarantine, okay? It doesn't matter. Stay home, stay safe. Let's curb this curb this, this virus to where, to where we get it down and we do our part. We are praying for all of the medical professionals and all those on the front line that the Lord's gonna anoint them to do their part. And here shortly... I'm believing with all my heart that we're going to be able to get back together and worship God together as, as a family and see each other. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're, we're just going to do this. So today is Palm Sunday. It's the uh, commemorating the time that Jesus made his triumphal, uh, his triumphal uh, entrance into Jerusalem uh, just not too long before his actual death, burial, and resurrection. And uh, he rode in just as the prophecy said he would on a young colt, on a young donkey. They laid palm branches down uh, for him to ride in on. And they all shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. All of that was long prophesied beforehand. But they were feeling that he was going to come and set them free uh, and establish his kingdom and release them from Roman rule. Uh, he didn't come to physically do that, but he did not only set them free, but he set the entire world free. And he did establish a kingdom, but not one that would fall at the hands of man, but a kingdom that would prevail for all eternity. And if you are a believer in Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection, you are part of that kingdom. We are fellow citizens in the great kingdom of God. 
and we have been set free. Everything that Jesus did was so that you could be set free today. So it doesn't matter if the government's got you on house arrest. It doesn't matter if we are locked down uh, in our homes and, and trying not to go outside except for the essentials. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can still be set free. You can live in freedom. If you're in a concentration camp, if you're in prison, uh, if you're being occupied by, by another nation, it doesn't matter where you're at. You can experience the freedom of Christ. Why? Because he has set us free. And we're going to talk today a little bit specifically about what that freedom is, what it means to be free in Jesus. Uh, so so the, the, the title of my message today, uh, I know we've been trying to shelter in place, but I tell you what I decided to do right here in the Dave Cave, I decided to shelter in freedom. Uh, otherwise, you'll go stir crazy and looking at your own house. Some of it, some of you loved your spouse up until about three days ago, and now you're going crazy looking at them. Some of you are looking all feral with your hair growing out and beards growing out and all that. And that's just you women. Let's not even talk about the men, right? So we're going to shelter in freedom, in the freedom of Christ this morning. Our key verses, we got two key verses. They're going to come, first one's going to come from Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, reading from the Passion Translation says, Let me be clear, the anointed one, that would be Jesus, has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Man, what an incredible truth that Jesus has set us completely, 100% free, and we need to be so stubborn about this truth, so diligent about hanging on to this truth that we refuse to go back to the bondage of our past. What were you bound by in the past? We're actually going to talk about what you were really bound with and what some of us still remain bound with uh, because, because we don't understand his freedom fully. The next verse is this, John chapter 8, verse 36. It says, so if the son makes you free, you will be free for sure. One translation says, if he that the son has set free is free indeed. That means not only are you free, but you are really, really, really free. Man, we are a free people today. Not because our constitution says so in our government, but we are free because Christ has given you the right to live as free people, free from sin, free from bondage, uh, free from discouragement, free from depression, whatever it is you think you are struggling with today, you are already set free from it. And if, if you can understand that freedom, you can walk in that freedom. Many of you have been sitting inside of a jail cell all of your life, figuratively speaking. Jesus has set the door wide open for you, set you free. The jail cell's open, yet you've remained in the jail cell. You, you've refused to get up and walk out because you don't understand your freedom. Many of you are like the elephants that get trained for circuses. The way that some of the circuses actually train elephants to not just run wild, they'll, they'll tie a chain around their big, their big foot and then they'll go attach that chain to a stake in the ground. And, and for weeks on end, that's how the elephant lives, attached to this chain with a stake in the ground. Then next time they get up and move to the next location, they can tie that chain around the elephant's foot, stretch it out, and they don't even have to, they don't even have to put a stake in the ground anymore. The elephant assumes that he is held captive. 
when all along he's got the freedom to run however he wants to run. But he's been so conditioned to that stake that he thinks that that stake is there. Can I tell you that Jesus has removed the stake in your life? And yet some of you, some of you don't realize it. And, and so you're, you're still living bound by things. You're living in slavery to some things. What, what am I talking about? Are you, are you in slavery to sin? No, absolutely not. Now, some of you still struggle with sin, but it's not because you're, you're, you're slave to the sin, but it's, it's because of what's taking place up here. I just got through singing the song. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. The Bible says, we'll get to it here in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself, but the Bible says that, that he keeps those in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on him because they trust him, because they trust him, that you can experience perfect peace. Think about it. With all the news uh, and, and some of the, the fear-mongering that's taken place when you turn on the TV about this global pandemic, you can still walk in perfect peace if you keep your mind, your thoughts on him and trust him. I trust him more than I trust the news. I'm not going to be dumb. I'm still going to take care of myself. I'm still going to wash my hands. I'm still going to keep things clean. I'm going to avoid people as much as I can. I'm going to try not to go out unless it's for essentials. But at the same time, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to trust in him. And because of that, I can keep my mind and thoughts on him and I can live in perfect peace. Now, I'm going to introduce you to three truths, three truths that I believe have held true in, in my life. And it's this. And I want you to take a look at this graphic. Nothing binds you except your thoughts. The only thing that is binding you today is your thoughts. What are you thinking? Do you feel bound? I'm bound by sin. I'm bound by this. Uh, I'm bound by this substance. I'm bound by these habits. I'm bound by this recycling occurrence in my life. No, that's not what's binding you. Your thoughts about the substance or patterns or issues are what's actually binding you. Nothing limits you except your fear. What limits do you have on your life? Well, now you know that's the boundary that your fear sits at. If you can learn to overcome fear, that limit goes away. I'm telling you, Jesus came to set you, set you free. And if the son has set you free, then you really, really are free, right? Listen to this one. Nothing controls you except your beliefs. Nothing controls you except your beliefs. Think about that. Nothing binds you except your thoughts. Nothing limits you except your fears. Nothing controls you except your belief. Let's talk about these binding thoughts these thoughts that bind you, right? Uh, ultimately, ultimately, your thoughts shape your whole world. And this is how powerful it is. If you can learn to change your thoughts, you can change your life. If you can learn to think differently about a situation, the situation will actually change. Think about it. How many of you have sat at a job and you've hated the job? You want it out of the job and you prayed, Lord, please let me get a different job. Please remove me from this job. And then all of a sudden the economy went south and you became thankful that you actually had that job and that it was a consistent job and that it still paid the bills. 
After a while, you start thinking, you know what? I can live with some of the knuckleheads I have to work with. I just appreciate the fact that I'm getting a paycheck. Thank you, Lord, for providing via this job. All of a sudden, that job's not too bad to go to. You don't mind waking up in the morning and going doing your job. Why? Because you changed your thoughts on the job. You thought of it negatively. Now you're thinking about the positives. Do you realize every situation in your life, you've got two ways you can look at it. You can look at it for everything that's wrong with it, or you can look at it for everything that can be right because of it. This whole self-quarantining that we're doing, for some of us, it's driving us crazy, man. We're a social bunch of people. We like to hug each other. We like to be around each other. We like to eat a lot of things together. Uh, we like to have church together. We need to, we need each other. So to be away from each other is driving some of us crazy, but we can also change our thoughts about it. We can talk about what's wrong about it, or we can talk about the things that can be right about it. Hey, we've got a lot more time. We can't go outside. We're going to go inside. We're going to go internal and, and let the Lord examine our hearts and show us where we can grow and all the wonderful things that are coming from this. I want you to take a look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. If you want, if you want true transformation to take place in your life, if you want to be free from bondage, it's going to start in your mind. You got to think differently today. Romans 12 and 2. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Woo! Let's stop there for a second. Man, that indicted about half of us on Facebook. All the opinions we want to spout that's just reflective of the culture and the argumentative nature of, of our society. Man, that... That'd get us all in trouble right there. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in the eyes of God. Man, I don't know about y'all. I want a beautiful life. I, I want to experience the perfect will of God in my life. And in order to know and understand what that perfect will is, I need to think some different thoughts. I need to start thinking some new thoughts. I've been looking at life this way. I need to look at it from that angle now, you know? Uh, allow God to start changing your thoughts. If you're feeling like you're bound with things today, it starts right here. You're only bound by your thoughts. Let God liberate your thoughts. This scripture right here lets you know Jesus has set you free from your thoughts. Start thinking with the mind of Christ. Let's talk about this limiting fear. You know, what is it that you actually fear? Because whatever it is you fear, that's where your limit is. If you can push your fear back or eliminate fear, now you're limitless. Matter of fact, you live in the kingdom of God. It's a spiritual kingdom. You were born again. You were made in the image of God. Does God have any limits? Not that I'm aware of but yet you're made in the image of God. What limits are you putting on yourself? What is it that you're afraid of today? The Bible says, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Woo, there we go back to your mind, your mind. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Whatever it is you're, you're afraid of today, it didn't come from God. Matter of fact, where is your fear? Show me your fear. Where is it? Uh, is, is it at your house? Can you pull it out of your pocket? What is it that you're afraid of? Ultimately, it's in your mind, isn't it? Your fears, your anxieties, 
It's ultimately in your mind. In other words, it's thoughts. So if you can learn to transform your thought via the Holy Spirit, you'll start eliminating fears, anxieties, worries, depression. Some of you have been struggling with that during the self-quarantine time, uh, during this sheltering sheltering in place. That's why I don't want you to shelter in place anymore. I want you to shelter in freedom starting today. Isaiah chapter 26, verse three. This is what I was singing about earlier. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Do you trust him today? That's really what God's been asking me for the last nine months of my life. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Well, guess what? He hadn't failed me yet. I can't think of one day that God has failed me. He may have done things differently than I would have done them. At the time, it may have freaked me out. At the time, it may have scared me to death or even frustrated me because I didn't understand. But by and by, when I start seeing the way that the puzzle pieces fall out in my life and how my life unfolds in him, it starts making complete sense. It, it, you, know, you, can, you can focus on one or two strands of the tapestry of your life and say, I don't like that color. I don't like that pattern. But if you'll take a step back and see your life from the angle that the great tapestry weaver is actually creating your life, you'll actually see that everything makes sense and everything falls into place perfectly, even some of the most craziest things. So don't let fear limit you. God didn't give you the spirit of fear, the Bible says, but of power. You're powerful. You've got a lot of power in you. It says he gave you the spirit of love. God is love. Well, he's alive and well in you. That means that you're love. You don't just love, but you're love. And ultimately, he gave you a sound mind. Woo, sound mind. You don't have to be crazy and think crazy thoughts anymore. He gave you a sound mind. Finally, let's talk about these controlling beliefs. Controlling beliefs. What is it that controls you? All of your beliefs about the world, your beliefs about God, your beliefs about yourself. That's ultimately what winds up controlling you. If you want to be live a life that's free and not being controlled, expand your beliefs about God. Realize that according to Mark chapter 9, 23, Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? Now, that's, now, now keep in mind, this is a man that brought his son who had been demon possessed since he was a young boy. Nobody had ever been able to cast the demon out of this boy. And he said, master, if you can help, can you help us? And Jesus said, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, what do you mean if? If you're able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. If you're able to believe, all things are possible. So stop thinking limited belief thoughts and start realizing with God, all things are possible. If that's what you really believe, then there'll be no limits and no control in your life. You know, I grew up from my Pentecostal background. I'm, I'm very grateful for some things I was taught. But there was also some very limited teachings. You know, women women couldn't cut their hair. They couldn't wear makeup. They, they couldn't wear uh, uh, any type of slacks. Uh, always had to wear skirts or dresses. Men had to have short hair, couldn't have facial hair. Uh, uh, you know, th there was just certain rules and regulations and belief. And we, we like, you know, they taught, man, this is the will of God. And, and so because of that, people live. And, and there, you'll still see them around town today. And I'm not knocking them. I'm not putting them, throwing them under the bus or anything. I've got family members I still love that are part of it. There's some incredible godly people. But because of these beliefs, it controls them. It controls what they wear. It controls how they live. It controls their dress, uh, their, their dress codes, their mindset. It controls their world worldview. 
Uh, I remember when my mom came out of that and, and not too long after she, she got married, she began to walk in, in some more liberty and some freedom. And by the time I came along, you know, uh, my mom had short hair and, and wore makeup and was wearing slacks, all that stuff. Well, what happened? Why wasn't she controlled by that? Well, she allowed her beliefs to expand. That's a really simple explanation, but you can apply it to anything in your life. If, if something is controlling you to where you are habitually going through a cycle that you can't break free from, take a look at what you believe about yourself or what you believe about those around you or what you believe about your own life and allow the Holy Spirit to expand you today so that your, your beliefs no longer control you in a limited manner. I'm telling you, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. There is a way to freedom that I want to tell you about today in closing. And we're going to take communion here in just a moment. Once again, on a weekly basis, I'm going to be doing that with you because I believe that communion not only is a way for us to meditate on the wonderful redemptive work of Christ, but it is the meal that heals. It's a way for us to say yes and amen to the healing virtue of Christ as well. Uh, in Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, this is the way to freedom. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you today. Don't worry about a thing. Pay attention. Be wise be informed, be educated on what we need to do to protect ourselves. But don't worry and let anxiety fill your heart, but be free in your thoughts today. Be free to celebrate the resurrection of Christ come next week on Easter Sunday. And we've got some treats that we're working on for you. Be free to be everything Jesus has called you to be, even in the midst of, of quarantine even in the midst of government house arrest, as I jokingly call it, you can still be free and not worry about a thing. When you take your petitions to God and just trust him for everything, he's going to give you peace and he's going to let you know what his will is for your life. Amen. At this time, we're going to take communion. I hope you have communion elements. If you need to pause the video, feel free to do so and then join us. Ah. Uh, we thank God for what, what Jesus did on the cross, the redemptive work on the cross. Because of him, the Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin, so that we who did not know righteousness could now become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Or in other words, the rightedness of God. Everything in your life has been righted. You were crooked, now you're standing up straight. You were bent and broken, now you're fixed. Now you can honestly say, I am whole, I am perfect in him, I am strong, I am powerful, I am loving, I am harmonious, I am happy, all because of Christ Jesus. The, 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 I've got a cracker today that represents his flesh. His flesh was broken. The book of Isaiah says that he was beaten for our transgressions. He was wounded and bruised for our iniquities, and by his stripes we are healed. So in the name of Jesus today, I receive not only the redemptive work of the body of Christ, but the healing virtue that, that I am privy to and I can partake of because of my faith in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
for your redemptive work and your healing work in the body. Let's all partake of the body. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you have juice, wine, tea, whatever you have, let it symbolize the blood of Jesus. The Bible says the blood of Jesus washes us whiter than snow. Any sin, any mistake, no matter how great of a sin or mistake you think you made, there's no sin too great for the blood of Jesus. There's nothing you've ever done in your past that, that is too big, that his mercies aren't rich. The Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. That means where there's a, a pin drop of sin in your life. There's, an, there's a whole entire Pacific Ocean of grace that will flood in and cover that sin. So the Bible says that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from sin. And the book of Psalms says it also heals us from disease. So this is also protection against the coronavirus. It's a protection against any other disease you think you can encounter or you may be struggling with right now. So let's praise him for it. Lord, I thank you for your blood. Thank you for cleansing my sin, washing me clean, whiter than snow, giving me a brand new start every day in you. And also thank you for healing me of disease, whether that's heart disease, viruses, bacteria, sickness, no matter what it can be, what the enemy would try to throw against me, I am free from it. Partake of the blood today. Father, we thank you for your redemptive work. Thank you for uniting us with you through Christ Jesus. We place our hope and our trust and our faith in him. If you're watching today and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, I want to invite you to do that. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. Uh, he'll walk with you. He'll talk with you. He'll, he'll lead you in everything you do. It doesn't have to be something complicated. You don't even have to say a sinner's prayer, as we all say it. Someplace in your heart, just reach out to him and let him know, Jesus, I just ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died for my sins, that you were buried, and that you rose again on the third day. And I want to confess that. In Jesus' name. And if, if you prayed something similar to that or you believed it in your heart, hey, welcome to the kingdom. Come talk to me. Send me an email. Send me a text message. Message us somewhere. You can contact us at info at gathering.com or gatheringviridian.com and, and we'll get right back with you. But we would love to rejoice with you. Hey, let's let's take time this week and be get ready for Easter. Get ready to celebrate his resurrection next week. I love each and every one of you. I miss you beyond words. We're going to get through this together and just go out praising God today. Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Woke up this morning with my mind stayed 